find it. It's like, <coughs> I did. That's where I found it. I was like, wow, it's, hey, it's here's a, the water. Wow, this is awesome. <laughs> no, it was in front of the TV, dick. It was in front of the, well, there you go. There was a, it was a bottle of water. A bottle of water? Don't you know that's going to kill us all? Bottles uh, of water. It might give me cancer. Marching on till doomsday, coming to life and enslaving us. The water? Yeah, until they're threatening me with that kind of stuff from a bottle of water, I don't want to hear any more about how it's going to kill me. <laughs> Unless it's actually going to come to life and jam itself down my throat and make me choke on it. You're I don't not care. really worried about it? <laughs> yeah, for real. Everything's going to give me cancer. Why can't something just kill me with a bullet? I need fear that's more immediate. Well, I don't know. God, I've been doing a lot of wireless AP installs at work, and usually you have to go up into drop ceiling, and then sometimes if it's a certain type of drop ceiling, you have to like cut a little hole in it so you can let the antenna poke down. Yeah. And uh, I'm convinced sh- that those stuff are some is crappy like APs or particle- really thick freaking ceiling panels. I, I don't know if it's just like a better safe than sorry sort of thing. But, like, you know, there's these specific antennas that are made to, like, hang under drop ceiling. That's just, like, a little box that you hook onto the ceiling. Uh, but, yeah, I'm convinced that stuff, like, particleizes and gets in my lungs and is going to kill me. Are those Cisco APs? Uh, yeah, I assume so because basically everything we use is Cisco. Yeah, yeah they must be. I think I remember the the icon. Yeah. That's another fun day at work. God, I installed like 10 of those things today, which wouldn't be bad, but I hate having to lug around the heavy-ass ladder. <laughs> did they already have – so do they already have the cabling run and everything? I assume they're yeah. PoE. Yeah. So power over Ethernet for those not in the know. It's Whatever. pretty cool. Those yeah. not in the know should not be in the know. That's why yeah, I used you know, that the, acronym. The, the telecom techs bring the jacks in and then i just have to climb up there and plug in the ap like it's not particularly hard work it's just carrying that heavy ass ladder because it's an extension ladder so while it's only six feet tall it weighs as much as like a 12 foot tall ladder well it's also it's always awkward to carry a ladder because it hangs so far behind you every time you turn a corner you're like taking out somebody in a hallway yeah and then you have to apologize and then you're like i'm carrying a ladder you should also be aware that i have a ladder in the beginning of my IT tenure so many years ago, geez, it's been like a million years since I started doing this stuff, uh, I would sort of announce myself when I would go into suites. I'd be like, hey, I'm from ICS or, God, ISC, whatever it was at Penn. Um, I'm here to do this, blah, blah, blah. just need to get at the telecom closet. Now I only do it if someone specifically makes eye contact with me. Because I'm just tired of it. <laughs> like, I just... And sometimes, you know, in, like, science buildings, the telecom closet is inside, like, a lab. And all these lab people are, like, looking at me, and they're like, what's he doing here? And I just keep walking. Because I'm too old for this shit. As <laughs> Danny Glover once said. He was very wise. Many times. <laughs> and basically every movie he's ever been in. Yeah, pretty much. Driving Miss Daisy. Or wait, was that Morgan? Who was that? That was Morgan Freeman, but I actually thought the same thing. It's like, we are terrible. 
racist. I've just never seen Driving Miss Daisy. Nor have I. But all right. It's Fast Cry for the Gentleman. Here to talk to you about cartoons, which is what we do. We, we're always watching the cartoons. It's fun. Did you hear that Stan Bush wants to have the touch in Rock Band? What? He was like, yeah, if anybody was to approach me and say, hey, we want the touch in Rock Band, I'd be like, sure. And I was like, only if they could include that music video of Optimus Prime dancing with that little kid. That would be sweet. That would be awesome. And Optimus Prime could be playing the guitar. They really don't have a lot of that style of, uh, I don't even know what to call that. I guess it's hair metal, but I don't know, 80s like pop rock stuff. They've got Eye of the Tiger in Rock Band 2. Yeah, but that's still not really like you got the touch, you know? I'm thinking more like, you know, Van Halen right now. Yeah. Like that ridiculous over the top. <laughs> kind of dumb, but you still like it. Yeah. You never get much. hit when your back's to the wall. Going to fight to the end, man. You're taking it all. You got the touch. Oh, yeah, that would be sweet. But what are we you actually You know what else has about? a sweet song? Cyber City Oedo. Oh, my gosh. That song is so awesome. That song is awesome. <laughs> Everything so, about this show is awesome. There's backstory to Cyber City Oedo. Recently, on an anime... See, I didn't want to choose this as a show, but I felt we had to redeem ourselves since last week because, you know, it was a little weak. The show I'm was sorry. good. But I our reaction... I have watched other episodes. It's pretty good. But so, so yeah, you watch it and you you have bettered yourself, but at the cost of our listeners who don't listen to it to say they don't want to hear us say, "Man, this show is good." It's you should watch this show because it's good. Like you know, that's not what they tune in for. You you could just see the hits going back. They were like taking those hits back. I don't even know how you do that on the internet, but they were like canceling them. So they, they add the bandwidth back to the site somehow. Yes. The server. So we had to redeem ourselves. And I did not want to choose Cyber City 080 because Anime World Order had done it recently. And I'd seen that they were going to do it recently. And because they only release a show like every six weeks, it's very easy to preempt them. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it to those guys this time because they deserve it. They're scrappers. And we stole Angel Angel Cop from them or something. Some show. There was a big joke about preemption. That became the buzzword for a while. Uh, So I was like, they can have Cyber City Oedo. And then you got Daryl Surratt coming out of left field saying he offered us the chance to talk about Cyber City Oedo like a year ago at New York Anime Fest. And that we were like, Cyber City Oedo, what's that show? I don't even remember it. It couldn't be that good, which I think it must be false. Because how could anything be said about a show like this? <laughs> well, I, I, I believe that maybe I've never seen this show before. But it could just be that this show is like so many other shows that I have seen before that I failed to differentiate it from the others. I don't know, Joe. I mean, I think it would be difficult... To say that you had not seen this show, because I had. And basically every anime I watched from 2000 on was with you. That's true. That's prob- You're probably right. So uh, unless I didn't watch it in the past eight years, which is <laughs> unlikely, I think it's pretty possible that, you know, 
Well, I feel like when I was watching this, it sort of uh, bridges the gap between MD Geist and uh, Megazone 23, or Megazone 23. Well, you know who directs this, right? It's our main man. Who? I can't remember. Just, just guess. Just, just guess? Go with your heart. Oh, my gosh. Just, You're, I'm just, totally blowing it. I can't remember. It's on the tip of my tongue. Don't even give the name. Just name a show he's worked on. Uh, Wicked City. You got it. Oh, my gosh. It's Yoshiaki Karajiri, <laughs> which, by the way, we both proved our, like, infinite retardedness last week when we were talking about Cyborg 009. It was like, yeah, Otomu Tezuka. That was, in fact, not Osamu Tezuka. I don't but even I care. That as soon as that guy said it on the forums, well, that's, the, that's like the other guy. That's the guy that made all those robot shows. It's the guy who made Kikaider, too. Oh, that's true. I guess we have to give and, him props. But and the, like that guy in the forums was like, uh, you sure you don't mean Shotaro Ishinomori? And I was like, son of a, damn it. <laughs> I got to pay more attention when I talk. <laughs> I got to just stop saying things. I think it's all right. I'm cool with it. I mean, whatever. It's not a big deal. It just makes us look like an asshole or a couple of assholes. But that's fine. It's We're pretty much new. doing that anyway. But anyway, if you couldn't guess that this was Yoshiaki Kawajiri, uh, the episode ends with a guy jumping forward in a freeze frame with a gun. <laughs> yes. It's just like Wicked City. This is like the progenitor on which Wicked City was built. This, this, uh, this show is only about 40 minutes long, and I feel like that's because they cut out all the uncomfortable nudity that was included in another <laughs> version. Well, well, Joe, there are two more episodes. Oh, goodness. I figured I'd split it up. Cause, well, there would be way too much to talk about because the first episode was jam-freaking-packed. I don't, I got to go to bed early tonight, Joel. It's already 9 o'clock. <laughs> I figured that just for the good of humanity, we could only talk about the first episode. Yeah. Oh, man. So where do we start in Cyber City Oedo? We don't start in <laughs> Cyber City Oedo. We start in Space Prison. <laughs> because prisoners, it's not like... It's not even like they committed crimes that would necessitate a space prison. Like, I don't know if they were like mutants or something. They had to be kept in some place where they could never escape. Like, these are some pretty bad criminals. They, they're murdering, rioting, robbing, raping, all those things. But it seems like a normal prison on Earth would serve the same purpose. Well, what's really shocking is... How bad these guys would have <laughs> I mean one of the guys is supposedly serving a 365 year sentence. <laughs> That's a lot of murders. Yeah. It's at least like 5. Unless they've, you know, really changed. I mean I I'm willing to go with that the the legal structure in Cyber City Oedo has become so coercive and authoritarian that uh you know minor crimes are now enforced with grossly disproportionate punishments. So, you know, he's like, you littered. It's like Les Mis. That's 20 years in space prison. <laughs> space prison? Shit! What if you just, I just got out a of regular prison on the ground? Yeah. What's regular prison like? It's like a, a hot tub and a slap on the wrist. Yeah, You're going up to no space prison. Where do they get food in space prison? You ever been raped by a guy named Bubba in Zero G? 
<laughs> You've never been to prison before. I mean, it sounds kind of fun, the zero-G part, but then you, the rest of it. It's like, hey, I'm weightless. <laughs> At oh, first you're floating, gosh. and then you're like, oh, no. The The benefit of zero-G prison is that you can never drop the soap. It's true. It just kind of floats in front of you. <laughs> and you're like, but then again. <laughs> but that means that there's not even the pretense of it. Somebody just, like, punches you in the face. <laughs> yeah. You're not safe anywhere. They, like, rebound it off a wall. <laughs> the, the problem is, though, that, you know. And then they jump charging at you <laughs> naked in the showers. The problem is that oh, that actually no. protected you. You know, you knew to protect yourself in the shower because that's where that was going to happen. Now, without even that possibility, it's just everywhere. It's sort of, you know, the, <laughs> the what you wouldn't think. It's the perverse incentive. Yeah. It's a deterrent. It's like, oh, no, great, I can't, you know, drop the soap anymore. Too bad I get raped in the cafeteria every day. Why don't they have guards? <laughs> There's no guards in space prison. That's the worst place on Earth. Or it is. not on Earth. Yeah, it's, it's like Escape it's from the New wor- York. They just drop them in there, and they're like, good luck. Well, apparently they don't because uh, they have a warden or some guy. I don't even remember his name. Uh, who's their their boss guy? I, I mean, I don't remember the name. Warden Gosh, I, guy. I wrote down every name but his. Oh, it's I think it's Okio Jinguchi, but I could be wrong about that. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's totally him. I believe it is him anyway. But Well, his name isn't really relevant. What's relevant is that there's like a work furlough program for cyber criminals. <laughs> it's like, you're the worst cyber criminals ever. Uh, so we're going to let you work down your sentences by performing brutal acts of murder in the name of justice. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, they, they have, like, video of everything that happens. Do you have to, like, say something really callous and associate it with the state in order to get, like, extra bonus years knocked off right before you <laughs> execute that guy? You know, you're just they like... They have to bone up on their Arnold Schwarzenegger films. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you got 10 years off. It's like, what are you talking about? I totally murdered that guy right in front of the... His family was there. It's like, yeah, but you didn't give him a one-liner. I mean, they're going to... You know, that kid won't grow up to fight us, but uh, he also won't have your image seared into his head saying, remember how I said I'd kill you last? I lied. I'm just saying, you threw a steam pipe through him. Should have been obvious. (laughs) Yeah. You're lucky I don't add more years, because there's no rules. But then there's, like, the one guy who's totally inept at it, and he's trying to, like, read. He just downloaded all the Arnold Schwarzenegger one-liners. He's, he's got like, the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, soundboard. <laughs> yeah, he, he like, blows up some guy in his car with a rocket launcher, looks down at his hand, and then says, your luggage. It's the guy. Like, the, the who boss is your guy, daddy, like, and what does he do? Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, I'm going to have to add 15 years for that. Yeah. It's like, that oh, was just crap. so dumb. It's like, you're lucky I didn't pop your collar right there. This is way worse than the prison rape. <laughs> the space prison rape. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, so they've got collars, like in the running man, that will blow them up. But not if they try and escape from prison. Just sort of if they do things that the warden doesn't like. When I heard that they actually said, you're lucky I don't pop your collar, I was thinking, you know what, that would be great. In my future Cyber City Oedo, if anybody popped their collar, their head would explode. (laughs) 
every shirt would be installed with a like band of C4. And if you spent yeah. more than two seconds with your collar popped, your head was coming off. They call that it's a Jerry referendum. Yeah. It's like Jerry fifty years in the XX. future. Congressman. Congressman He's like Jerry. staying up at his Patrick desk Garcia. twenty hours a day. He's like, I've gotta find a way to get this passed. This is important for the future. It passed unanimously. It's yeah. The only Senate vote ninety nine to one. The only guy who didn't vote for it was some frat boy. There's like some congressman making some impassioned speech. You can't kill people because they wear a popped collar. It's against the Constitution. <laughs> it's against human rights. Then Jerry just walks up with that picture of the guy with four popped collars looking like a total dick. Yeah. And he slaps it with a pointer and walks away. <laughs> the guy's stunned. He just sits on the floor holding his cheek. He's like, I was wrong. I was wrong. It's true. He looks like a dick. <laughs> Uh, We've yes. got to get this passed. <laughs> so anyway, the the three guys who get released from, from prison in, uh, in the beginning of the show are all A-class cyber criminals. And their names are Sungoku, Gogul, and Benton. Just so you know, Benton's a dude. <laughs> yeah, I actually have in my notes, I wrote down their different you know attributes. Uh, Sungoku is the gunslinger dick. Gogol is the hacker, and Benton is the girl. <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> well, because when you first see a picture, I what I don't even know what he's doing in the first scene. It looks like he's dancing, jazzercising. He's doing. Yeah. So, you mean like when he's upside down, like tilting his legs back and forth? Yeah. <laughs> he's just. I don't even. He, yeah, he totally looks way too much like a girl. Which is probably what he got locked up for. It's like you're an yeah. A-class well, cyber criminal. It's like Fist of the North Star. He's like Ray. He's like walking around in a pink towel. Yeah. They're like, hey, we're going to rape you. And it's like, ah, I know karate and some shit. And I'm a dude. <laughs> and they're like, oh. And he's like, geometry man. Ah. It's like you tricked the chief of police for the last time, Benton. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm just a transsexual prostitute. Come on. <laughs> Why you got to send me to A-class cyber criminal space Not prison? in my jurisdiction. Not in my space jurisdiction. It's like, oh. man, those space districts are totally gerrymandered. <laughs> this is crap. It's like, welcome to Cyber City Oedo. Now get your ass up to space prison. Which is like, it's like a homonym. Because it's like Cyber City Oedo, like O-E-D-O, but then it's also 808. I guess that doesn't work. I don't know. It's like a homonym that was reversed because 080 would be 080, but then it's like 808. This is complicated. You can't really understand what's going on in (laughs) Yoshiaki Kawajiri's mind. You just have to accept that he knows what's best for all of us. Well, the only thing that you need, I mean, what really ties the shows together, before you even see the guy jumping in the final scene to make it look like the cover art from Wicked City, <laughs> uh, there is an enormously powerful revolver involved. Because that's Son Goku's special ability. It's like, hey, give me the revolver. And there's like 12 revolvers in there, but the other guy is, you know, sitting at a computer terminal. 
and the one dude has laser braced <laughs> Lips- shields. Lipstick, monofilament wire. Yeah. Tools oh, that's of the sassy. Trade for a transsexual prostitute. Some John tries to get cute with you, you just cut him into a million pieces. It's like, oh man, I cut up their wallet too. No. Now I can't get paid. <laughs> so, so anyway. Sen Sengoku's job is there is a, what, a star scraper. Is that what they refer to it as, or am I thinking of some some other show? I don't I mean, know. It, it's a really tall skyscraper because fifty thousand people are being held hostage in it. Yeah, which and it begs also... the question: What happens at nine a.m.? <laughs> they all just try and walk in at once. <laughs> I think you would just have to live there. Or those elevators must be crazy packed. The, that elevator was, like, teleporting. <laughs> it's like, I would not want to ride in that thing. But that's another thing. I've never worked in an office building with a fast elevator. Like, what are the odds that that thing would be anywhere near fast enough? <laughs> it's got to go up 2,500 floors. Well, you know what the more the, – this is something that's actually shocking. When I, cause, so the idea is that there's a – a hacker has taken over this enormous skyscraper. And this enormous skyscraper's computer network is somehow attached to the military. And so now everybody's all freaking out because they can take over the super laser satellites. Um, but they say that when they're, they're listing the statistics on that building, it says, they say it weighs 1 million tons, which sounds like a lot. However, the Taipei 101 is 700,000 tons. <laughs> so... Maybe so, well, it could be like some super light titanium alloy that they have to build it out of styrofoam. It's like <laughs> reaching into space. <laughs> it's made out of discarded takeout containers. Isn't there some building like that in Taiwan or something? Yeah, the Taipei One Hundred and One is made to look like uh, takeout containers, or at least I, it's not made it's... to look that way. But that's totally what sure? it looks like because that's their most bountiful natural resource. It's like, where are we going to draw inf- uh, inspiration for the tallest building in the world? I got this big pile of trash right here from all this takeout. <laughs> yeah, okay, go for it. it. Start building. You're brilliant. Rhett's a beard. Yeah, yeah. so they're caught in the... Uh, he has to infiltrate the tower. Everybody's caught in the tower. And his suspect is Dave Kurokawa. Dave Kurokawa, Dave, the shit hot programmer. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah, that's another thing. This is this is from an era where people cursed in dubs. <laughs> they cursed profusely in dubs. Oh man, I wish I had written down some actual lines. I did. Well, shit hot programmer was one of them. But there, at one point, uh, Gogol refers to someone's ass as a shitter. So it's like he had to go even more profane than ass. Like, that wasn't enough. It's like they, they handed in the first draft. It's like, yeah, that's pretty oh, good. No. But I'm I, an actor. I've, I've written a couple of suggestions. There's only one. He's like, and I'm they, just saying, it does, he is a hardened cyber criminal. Now, if you, as I have, have spoken to criminals, you know that they have a predilection towards crass language now if we can extrapolate that into the future where indeed the hardest of criminals are cyber criminals 
I'm just saying, if they're in space, they're going to be cursing like nobody's business. There's no laws in space. <laughs> they can't see that's you had. There's no air in space, so they can't transmit sound. So in order for you to get your point across, <laughs> you, you have just to have to say the most foul really thing hard. ever. Because you have, you have to get worked up so that your the the expression on your face lets that guy know that you want to <laughs> beat the crap out of him. But if you say beat the crap out of him, he's like looking at you. It's like you want a crab. I don't get it. That's how they say hello. Yeah. That's just like that's nothing. That's that's first day. This is a this is one more example of the profanity brinksmanship that was going on during the late eighties and (laughs) early nineties. It's like when will it all end? I guess they never really like crossed that line into the really profane. Like they don't use the c word. I was waiting to hear it in this one. I I swore that Benton maybe Ben Ted's episode. Yeah, next episode. So you gotta want it. You gotta build up to that. I think what really the the pivotal moment that describes this dub, and I didn't watch the sub. I don't think I ever have. So why would you even want to? The, <laughs> to, the dub is practically the reason to watch it. It's magic. So Ben Ten has this like would be girlfriend that is a cop, which that makes sense. Benton or Son Goku or Son Goku is the main. Oh, sorry, yeah, Son Goku, not Benton. Um, and yeah, so it's like I'm a, a female cop, up and coming on the force. Who do I want to date? Oh, this guy who's murdered like a dozen people and has a 350 year life sentence. Like he seems like he's got some prospects. <laughs> he's just got to turn in 300 more criminals and he's good to go. Maybe or the guy will just blow his head off at the end and be like, ha ha. So anyway. She's caught in the, in the building, and she's stuck on the elevator. And Gogol, like, hands Sen Goku the phone. And he's like, why don't you talk to your girlfriend? And all he says to her is, you better make sure you don't shit your pants while you're caught in that elevator. <laughs> and then he's like, good luck, bye. And she's like, oh, Sen Goku, you're so irascible. I can't imagine that's what he said in Japanese. I mean, you know he's supposed to be sort of, he's a, the curt but lovable and loving hero. Oh, you know he's loving. Yeah. I can tell by the size of his magnum. <laughs> it's pretty Other big. Than, he shoots a trash robot with it. I'm, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it, it's also one of those, it, this is one of those animes where they have a three-man team, and two members of the team are just there to sort of, contextualize what the other member is doing because that's all gogol does well it seems like like gogol would be the prime choice it's like our suspect is a computer hacker let's send in the guy with the gun he barely manages to keep them from firing the laser and then he doesn't even stop the guy from shutting down the gyroscopic motors that are keeping the building straight like what what is your only job gogol no one's (laughs) even trying to shoot you like whatever, I'm a, I'm a computer hacker. I'm kind of I, I'm, I'm not what you expect, you know. I'm a big burly guy with a mohawk and sunglasses, but I'm into computers. <laughs> it's like, can Google not advance himself? Like he took some uh, correspondence courses while he was in prison. <laughs> yeah, he had to buy him a giant keyboard because he kept smashing them. Just bring his palms down on the keyboard. I'm hacking. 
Yeah. All right, give me your wallet. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. There, I just hacked your wallet. I well, just hacked your pants. They also take the time to just make up crap. Like, Gogol was hacking at one point. I don't even know. I guess he was hacking. I don't know. He might be the guy who's stopping the guy from hacking. Everybody's hacking against each other. But Gogol, like, says he <laughs> can't do one Including the ghosts. Thing. Yeah. Because he, he can't do it because if he does, it will release a security demon of the eighth power. <laughs> You wonder, like, is that is that just a turn of phrase, or is there really a demon in there? Yeah. Turns out there I was. Mean, I was going to make fun of it, but I guess to people that don't know stuff about computers, it might as well just be that arcane. Like, maybe in the future they're just going to totally fall off the edge into occult references with all technology. It's like, are you in your summoning circle? Yeah, one second, I'll get logged in. The summoning <laughs> circle is like a, a chair. Yeah. <laughs> Got the cup holder for your Mountain Dew. Yeah. All right, I'm ready. I'm in the circle. The goblet of blood. But yeah, it's I just Mountain Dew Code that Red. Was... That's the I only heard... thing that survived. Uh, but anyway, what's really at the heart of what's going on? Ghosts. Yeah, exact. Literally, ghosts. It's not enough, you know. Ghost in the shell by the name, you know, like ghost. It's talking about things, your spirit. In this show, it's actually a ghost in a machine. <laughs> well, I don't even know if it's really... Somehow... So, really what's happening here is there's Dave Kurakawa, who the, who's the aforementioned so, shit-hot programmer. <laughs> He's got the best name. Yeah, Dave Kurakawa. I'm surprised. Wow. Like, you know how in movies, whenever there's, like, an Asian gangster... Me and my brother discovered this many years ago. He's always got, like a like, an E at the end of his name. Like... There's, like, no, like, Ed Fukunawa. It's, like, Eddie Fukunawa. Yeah. Like, so if you have an American name and you're an Asian dude involved in illicit activities, you got to have that E at the end of your name. So <laughs> where's where's Davey Kurokawa? Otherwise, it's like, I don't believe for a second that you're Asian. <laughs> you're the whitest guy I know. But, yeah, so Dave Kurokawa, who has obviously been writing the – charisma of his name to the top of the computer programming world uh was working on this building with yoshikazu amachi and dave kurakawa realized that yoshikazu amachi was going to reveal him to be totally retarded and that amachi was the greatest programmer ever so kurakawa murdered amachi by pushing he did him what down. he had to do he pushed him off a construction elevator into the bowels of the building where Apparently, he hit just enough computer wires that they inserted themselves into his brain, and he (laughs) took over the building. And what's worse than a ghost? Robot ghost. Not a good thing. Well, look at how the whole thing boils down to it's like, that call's coming from inside the house. Yeah. It's like the urban legend. Yeah. It's coming from the upstairs extension. Get out of there. Serial killer, he's got an axe. Aren't you glad you didn't turn on the lights? Yeah, otherwise I would have realized Ben 10 was a dude. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> this is the new oh urban legend my. for the year 2808. But yeah, so anyway, uh, I guess the one thing worth mentioning is uh, going back to like contextualizing uh, how... So Gogol is basically being a totally inefficient hacker and is doing the play-by-play of the imminent doom of these 500,000 people. 
while Benton is slowly working his way down a laser hallway and pinning himself up against the wall so the lasers can't see him. Which leads me to believe that they should have put lasers on both sides of the hallway. (laughs) It wasn't a very efficient design. It's like, well, we can only afford half the number of lasers we need. Well, you know, alternate them on sides of the hallway and make sure that they don't go past, you know, about 90 degrees when they're turning. It's too late. We already built it. It's but what's even like worse? This. No one's ever going to figure this out. Yeah, what's even worse is like, so you've constructed this really intricate laser hallway. And then you also built a ventilation duct right beside it where there are no lasers. <laughs> well, they couldn't afford it. They spent it all on the laser hallway. Laser ducts had not been invented yet. Yeah, I guess that's true. All you, all they have are duct robots. It's like, oh no, I'm gonna get killed by this cleaning robot. Yeah, that's what Son Goku realizes. He gets into the duct. He, the cleaning robot is bearing down on him after he's been sealed between a door. Uh, and so he has to call back to the Barsass, who is the computer sidekick of the do of the trio that we've got going on, and. uh Barsass then starts telling him about all these different models and designs. And I guess it's supposed to be tense, but it really just sounds stupid. Yeah. He's like, is it the A140 or the A140A1? I don't know. It's going to kill me. So they could never say that to me because as soon as they said A1, I would event- immediately be swept away into Steak's a fantasy off. about steak. Oh, and then man. Crushed to I death love by steak. Oh, my bones are being crushed. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel the... The computer sidekick is used to great effect because he's the perfect foil for all the cursing that goes on. He's all like, does not compute. You can't fuck me. I don't have a orifice. <laughs> That's what they all said when they came to space prison. He's like, oh, crap. I'm screwed. <laughs> Starts trying to run away. He's rolling. <laughs> Uh, the best thing is that he sort of plays a, a C-3PO role in that he pilots their, uh, their three-axled car. Yeah. So he, it's like, like you can't a, bring a girl on a date. It's like, sorry, my robot sidekick. It's, so you can't fit. Guess we'll have to go out some other time. And he's like, oh, did I cock block you again, said Goku? My bad. Uh, but yeah, at least, you know. The robot did come in handy when he launched the car off of a um, a bridge. What do they call those that split in the middle? Uh, bridge that splits in the middle. I can't, there's a specific name for it, and I feel stupid for not knowing. But anyway. That's okay. They turn the bridge into sleep. a ramp, and he jumps off of it to catch a guy that's in what I guess is the future helicopter. But it's not a helicopter because it, it doesn't have blades on the top. I'm like, this is the dumbest plan ever. <laughs> Especially since supposedly... When you're a cyber criminal, you're used to going against the odds. Like the odds that you'll get caught if you murder like 10 people in a row. It's yeah. Like, what are the odds? Pretty good. Especially in the future. There's probably cameras everywhere. Well, I mean, it was just... It was typical. It was the bubblegum crisis, you know, flight vehicle scenario. He was way too close to that bridge. Let this guy jump <laughs> over him in a car. And then he smashed through the cockpit. 
and I guess killed him. He killed that dude. Oh, yeah. People die. When it's revealed that Dave Kurokawa murdered his partner, the warden suggests summary execution. He killed one dude. Yeah. And there's, there hasn't even been a trial. Sengoku kills, kills that many people before breakfast. How, what, how much time do you get taken off your sentence for murdering a ghost? Because that's what Sengoku does in this show. <laughs> well, none, because that's not possible. I, He's like, well, I don't believe in ghosts, so 30 years more on your sentence. He's like, oh, man. This is crap. What's even better is when, when Sengoku is fighting... Well, Sengoku eventually makes it through the duct, finds out that, uh, well, I guess he reveals that Amachi was murdered by uh, Dave Kurokawa anyway, because he gets him to confess by threatening to shoot him, which he's going to do eventually anyway. But, so he finds out about Amachi, and he goes into the, into the duct to, go, oh, well, he doesn't really go into the duct to find Amachi, he just magically appears where Amachi is. I guess Gogul tells him where he is. So he goes down and he finds this guy who is, you know, all jacked up on, I don't know, cables and stuff. And uh, proceeds to get his butt kicked until he realizes that Amachi is using a simulation. And the way that you beat a simulation is, is by, by knowing w- there's a simulation. No, he's walking straight forward. at him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't predict where he's going. All the other times he went somewhere else. Yeah, it's like... And this, that was the weakest simulation ever, because it was like four different directions. That's it. You could do a lot more than that. I gotta believe. Well, you could at least include one of the directions as forward. Yeah. It's like, oh, I used up all my processing power keeping this building upright, and firing the satellite. Well, maybe he's just like a zebra or like other herd animals. They have really good peripheral vision. Yeah, but, but if, if you like go directly in them. front of them, they have a blind spot. It's like the monsters in Pitch Black. Yeah. He's like Vin Diesel. He's like weaving back and forth. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because he'd still be able they'd still be able to like see his feet. So you think it's like, oh, I'll just lunge forward right now. Well, it's just a foot. Like, what's a foot gonna do? Not to mention, like, what animal that lived in total darkness would rely on sight? We have those. They're called bats. <laughs> and they manage to eat lots of bugs, which are hard to see anyway. Yeah, I just think nature found a way. Apparently not on this planet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway, Cyber City Oedo ends with the murder of Amachi and Dave Kurokawa and possibly the guy who is threatening to explode everybody's head all the time. Because Sengoku decides that he, because for some reason Kirk or uh, Sengoku gets time added to his sentence for disobeying a direct order to murder Dave Kurokawa. Yeah. So yeah, he decides to take matters into his own hands. First, he he clinches the deal with the the cop. He's like, "All right, I'll meet you at eight thirty, but I got one thing to deal with." <laughs> I like when she asks him out. She's like, why won't you go out with me? And she's like, how about a million reasons? How about I almost died and I'm wet as hell and I've got 300-year life sentence? Yeah, and I'm broke. I don't have any money. And then she's like, I'll take that as a yes. And he's like, see you at 8.30 after I murder my boss. (laughs) 
Wow, you think that murdering your boss would have been one of the reasons you couldn't go out on a date? Yeah, like I can't go well, out on a date with you. She's I'm broke. Proven, she I've got to wash my hair to get clued in. I'm on my way to murder my boss. She's like, I'll she's see like, you at what? eight. What? I gotta feed my cat a bullet. My cat is my boss. Okay, that's weird. But I'll see you at eight, right? You got it. I just gotta climb up onto this windowsill. It's like I don't know, dude. You've been in his office before. Yeah, why do you even have to sneak up on him? They give you like they have those old. I guess they're Japanese symbol of authority. They're not a sword, but they're the weird rod that has a a hilt to it. I guess yeah. it was carried by people who were, you know, the sheriff of Japan. But they like shoot at people. So it's, like, <laughs> it's like a rocket propelled steel rod. This is probably more dangerous than a pistol. Well, it's a lot bigger. It's and probably so a lot what... more unpredictable too. You fire that thing, it just starts flying around the room. <laughs> Bouncing off the walls. It actually like, comes oh, back crap. and hits him. Oh, everybody get under the desk. Your crazy trick is boomeranged on us again. Ping, ping. But yeah, like you don't He's need like, to come sneak on, up guys, on this guy. I'm not even a hacker. I've got to have some power. You don't really need to sneak up on this guy. I think you've got a meeting with him at like 7 the yeah. next morning. You're going to see him in like 20 minutes, dude. Just walk through the front door. He's like, it's all dramatic. He's standing in the rain on a, like, ledge, 20 stories in the air. And then he jumps forward? Like, where does he jump forward to? He's on a windowsill. Dave, that's where that's how they build the tension. You're like, this is the <laughs> dumbest plan ever. I've got to see the next episode. Well, the next, I'm- I don't even think it gets resolved. The next episode is, like, Gogol versus the Super Boomer from Bubblegum Crisis Episode 2. If that memory sounds- serves. And I'm not even going to nice. spoil the third episode because it's hilarious. It's hilarity is legendary. <laughs> like you think cyber ghosts is weird. Episode three. I mean, that's the Ben 10 episode. So, you know, shit's going to be going down, <laughs> but maybe it has to do with a space vampire. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. That's why this show is totally classic. I bet you can't even buy it anymore. Probably let's not. What, let's see what the internet says. If you, God, I got into anime DVDs at just the right time. Get all this crazy stuff. <laughs> now nobody. No, now it's all Karumi Karumi sewing adventure. Yep, this product is not available. You guys can just look at it and be all like, "Oh man." Yeah, right. They're just gonna download it from some torrent site. That's fine, too. John O'Donnell, Archduke of CPM, is going to come murder you. <laughs> so that's why you shouldn't torrent stuff, because this guy who most people think looks like J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> looks or talks. I don't know. Ah, uh, yes. Do you want to end like, it there? When, whenever, yeah. Let's call it, man. We should just follow it up next week with the next episode. These good times will never end. We've entered a new age of prosperity. And then, no, like, surely. two weeks from now, we're, like, destitute. We don't subscribe to the peak oil theory. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to keep going forever. Stuff's dying all the time. How long could it take? Thumbs up. I'm feeling it. Until next time.
And just in case you're not impressed enough, he managed the whole thing without access to the building's main computer terminal. Excuse me, Gogo. It is erroneous to draw such a conclusion from the data we currently have available. Well, is there a way of tracking the break-in? No, that's impossible. He's left a web of ice. That's intruder countermeasure electronics. Putting a trace on it would release the security demon of the eighth power. That doesn't exactly sound groovy. It isn't. Here, have a word with Okio. She's one of the lucky 50,000. Cheer her up. What's she doing here? She was helping with the evacuation, and then she got herself stuck in the lift. <sighs> Hello, this is Okio Jonuchi speaking. Hi there. Hi, Sengoku. So are you having fun yet? Listen, which floor are you stuck on? Somewhere around about the 222nd. How many people are with you? About 10. That's not too bad. Let's just hope none of them got diarrhea, huh? Oh, ho-ho, Sengoku. Very funny. I do my best. Look, I gotta go. See ya. <laughs> 